Ayo, 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 ayo. It is Nightly Readings with Fiona. I'm your host. And today is Saturday. Hope y'all are having fun. Um, if you're in Boston, it is cold as hell right now. Had to drink a little bit of soju because the only thing that could warm me up in my room with the heater on already and three layers of clothes was an alcoholic beverage which is the reason why this episode is gonna be lit you know what i'm saying um the plum poop uh the plum soju is on deck but today we're reading kampung islam and state in urban java by patrick guinness community in the development discourse of this state so right off the bat judging by this section title community in the development discourse of the state we're probably gonna be talking about like nonprofit people and and such so let me just check what the next section is called kampung has local local look oh my god locations of the urban poor and marginalized okay cool so i'm thinking like i should read this first section maybe like the first and last paragraph that's what i used to do for school all the time <laughs> and then just move on to the next one because i think this is sort of like the last chapter which it was like community as an anthropological construction and it was basically just like defining terms and it's important to define terms or whatever but i don't feel like doing that right now so bye let's get into it community in the development of um, development discourse of the state At the policy level, donor agencies and NGOs in recent decades have increasingly employed the concept of community to link, quote, sustainable development or community-based and participatory approaches in development to representations of community that stress harmony, equality, and tradition. Lee, 1996. Quote, community, end quote, in these cases becomes part of a political rhetoric that rejects all the arguments about the tragedy of the commons, peasant ignorance, and preeminence of pre-private property and individual acquisitiveness, or the managerial wisdom and effectiveness of the state, to suggest that communities are still the best option for achieving development and managing resources, because it is. Community-based natural resource management, for example, has even been adopted by such powerful bodies, such as the World Bank, imperial in their approach to assisting developing countries or quote indigenous communities or the poor i'm gonna keep reading to the next paragraph because i'm on a roll community has thus become part of a convincing discourse mounted by development planners both state and non-state that identifies it as a fundamental element in the most progressive development policies and plans in the developed world the community has become part of this part of state planning in regard to the city in england uh, boohoo um just kidding in england the hampshire county council structure plan of 1994 mentioned the need to defend community identity a sense of place and belonging against the large economic and political patterns that brought um, with them a loss of sense of place and space. Healy 2000. 
Okay, I'm going to skip to the next, to the last paragraph now because it got boring in those two sentences. Okay, last paragraph. Mm. On the other hand, Walker argues that community might be better understood as an alternative source of moral authority in response to an expansive capitalist and bureaucratic system. Um, yes. He thereby recognizes that community may represent either a construction of the nation state in its bid to control and develop the, its populace or a construction of the local populace in dealing with the state and market demands of them. Either way, he suggests that we are in danger of romanticizing and essentializing local togetherness and creating false a false standard. Uh, interesting. Seeing, quote, seeing like a moral economist seems to play deploy the technique of simplification whereby the concept of community has come to encapsulate normative images of unity re relative homogeny um environmental sustainability and non-commercial economy walker 2001 he sounds salty a little bit walker's solution to is to focus less on community itself than on the fluid and contested process of community formation there is a need to focus on if when and how people come to have a sense of shared belonging that may amount to community walker 2001 that depends on the ethnography quote uncomfortably intimate accounts of the problematic and isosyncratic process of community formation, end quote, Walker 2001. The implications of such an approach are that there are, may be differences in the importance of members of residential populations um, to give, uh, residential population give to community, as well as the circumstances in which community assumes importance in one population and not the other. Okay, that's the end of this paragraph and the end of this section, which is interesting because basically they're anti-community. Just kidding. Um, they didn't really actually say that, but they kind of did. And it was weird. You know, when people are like stupid and salty and they're projecting that because they might not feel something, they have to assume that it's not working in reality hmm, sounds familiar right this last chapter or section i think it's weird that this walker person is like we need to focus less on community itself then and then we should f focus on the process of community formation um <laughs> like how how do i say this we need to focus less on the geological cave. We need to focus more on the geological formation. <laughs> it's just kind of funny to me how it's like, okay, but we can do both. We can enjoy what's here right now and we can enjoy how it was formed. It was created. I don't know, nuance, you feel me? Duality, you feel me? But no more bullying. <laughs> I just think that it's a funny argument to bring up especially after the argument that was left in the last section which was um what was it 
researching the urban community, a community as an anthropological construction. It's just like, why must we define something that is felt? You feel me? Like the way that we always, academics have the need and purpose and want to put everything into words. And if it can't be put into words, it's fake. It's it's not real. It can't be possible. Oh no. And it's just like, why do y'all live in a binary? Like you can't explain the color red. You can't explain the color green. Why are we going to try to explain something as simple as having relationship with one another and must it be categorized i don't know and i know that okay they do make points like community is definitely like as a word and language used in the international community especially as i would say a performative piece and almost makes little sense because most of the time they love destroying communities and it's not really doing anything except creating weird systems of dependence and instead and not in the way that you know we're trying to promote interdependence right but ultimate dependence for manipulation purposes so that's sort of my preliminary thoughts about that Anyways, let me read the next section. (laughs) Kampung as locations of the urban poor and marginalized. The physical conditions in many poor kampung throughout Indonesia's cities contrast sharply with the wealthy lifestyles found on the street sides elsewhere in the city. Alison Murray, for example, notes that in Jakarta, the distinction between the rundown kampung and the modern elite houses concealing them in an inescapable feature of Jakarta, kampung people construct their lifestyles in opposition to the metropolitan superculture and its structures of power and policy. Howard Dick describes real estate developments in Surabaya where luxury housing has been established behind security walls to provide a safe and secure environment well away from the pressures and threats of the crowded kampung in city streets. There is a clear distinction made in Indonesian society between the urban middle class who privatize the enjoyment of consumer um, durables but behind raised fences and locked doors and the rakya masses of the kampung among whom consumer durables are shared the contrast between the poor kampung and the expanding luxury housing in indonesia cities was taken up in national press in 2000 when a workshop in jakarta focused on issues of housing and locality in jakarta sarjono Jatiman, professor of sociology at the University of Indonesia, was reported as saying that the past in the past there were no conflicts among citizens because there was still public place uh, space and open spaces like markets where people could interact. What has happened, he added, is now the houses of the wealthy are separated from the kampung because um, of the poor 
um, because the wealthy were clustered in their own exclusive housing estates and there are no interaction at all between rich and poor. The distinction between the urban poor and in the settlements and an increasing number of elite and middle class housing estates is therefore not just one of look one of location but the social distinction and distancing an indonesian student of urbanism and architecture at the university of california ridwan kamil wrote in compass uh 29th of october 2000 that gated communities exclusive housing estates surrounded by the impregnable fences were appearing in uh, jakarta and that these reflected the architecture of fear in Robert Bella's words, hyper-individualism syndrome, or in the thinking of Italian geographer Giuseppe Sacco, medieval, medievalization. Ridan Camille concluded that there was a need, the that what was needed was a revitalization of communitarianism which he saw was as missing from such states otherwise indonesia would lose its cherished family values and social sensitivity more cynically he added perhaps we should just sit by um, and watch it happen because this family culture of ours is a huge illusion oh interesting he thus alludes to growing a growing debate among observers of urban society in indonesia as to whether proper residential communities exist in the nation's cities or whether they are considered primarily by government discourse that aims to control and subvert the public masses interesting 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 first of all i've never heard the term communitarian communitarianism um that's a new word for me i'm gonna look it up after this and i think it's really interesting that like always our architecture plays a huge role in cities and you know the infrastructure there social political and physical infrastructure plays a big role and guess what everyone Back in 2020, in the beginning of it, in January, in fact, I was in Jakarta, um, and I did see what we're talking about. And I've been in a house that was okay. First of all, my uncle' house, my uncle's house is super nice, but it was being built by him, so it was in the process. Um, but it was like in a little like nice it wasn't really like an alleyway alleyway it was on the main street but it was on the side of an alleyway so it was like on the corner and so like from my window i could see like other people's houses and stuff and of course because i've never really got i i i had just got there and this was my first stop like i was looking at other people's houses and such so I understand where they're coming from because mm, my aunt, who's not my aunt in Indonesia, she lives in a gated community. Ooh, she lives in a mansion. But let me tell you, I think it's interesting that they're not going to talk about like the different ethnicities and how that plays into wealth um, in this conversation. I think that's missing so far. I'm 
I'm sure they'll probably try to bring it up. But as I'll talk about in later episodes, especially when we read about Chinese violence in Indonesia, um, the Chinese in Indonesia have massive economic wealth. And for being a small part of the, uh, the, the population, they have a lot of money in comparison to many local folks. So just so happens that this aunt that's not my aunt is chinese and let me tell you they're rich they're so rich and everybody i think it influences my my one of my cousins and the cousins who aren't my cousins to really like value luxury goods um so exactly what they were talking about and like having it for themselves and making sure that they can show it off like oh look at my chanel bag huh um and then i definitely see that how like in kampung it would be more of like a shared thing and i think that's way better um i agree that they should try to stop the 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 huge infrastructural divide like physically because obviously they should change a lot of things but definitely they should change that and the person who whose words they used what's his name um camille he said that well you know i mean we should really change it but maybe it's for the better because it just highlights how fake the family system is anyways in Indonesia which i disagree because okay i'm going to disagree from my own experience i don't really think it's that fake especially when it comes to immediate family because what i've noticed is that folks really 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 love their family like Honestly, I love my family here in the United States, like my brother and my mom. But when I was growing up, it really wasn't one of my biggest values. Like family values were not really a thing. Like of course I love them and they're one of my priorities, but would I sit in front of a camera when interviewed and asked what are my values, say family values? I still don't say that to this day. I don't. So that's really interesting because when i went there i really felt like the people that i met there really freaking love their families like i was so surprised i was like wow you guys love your parents so much i mean i love my mom i do i do i just don't feel like i need to like do a lot of things that a lot of other people do um what's a good example um my cousin buying her mom like a $1,500 purse for no reason it wasn't even a holiday she just did it because she wanted to do it I don't feel any type of obligation to do that I mean like if I had taken her salary and equated it to how much she spent basically like 50% of her check on her mom and like love my mom love her love her but I just don't have enough money to be doing that like right now. <laughs> and I don't really think she would appreciate that either. So, I definitely think we have like different values than them. Um I guess the other thing is like, you know, 
my other cousins in different cities um they just they really really like talk to their moms i mean i talk to my mom too but like they talk to their mom like hmm i mean i guess i do that so but all this to say is that i think that indonesian family values are real but that could just be my family i'm not really sure and then yeah i just think this this particular section is pretty interesting because it's like y'all really are 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 trying to talk about like individualism and how indonesia is moving which is which could be skewed right because like the i guess out of all the islands that are visited um i think java would be one of the highest other than other than bali i mean definitely java is the most probably because it's the capital so could the data be skewed and biased because of that because if you went to all 1600 islands 16,000 islands sorry then it'd be kind of difficult to keep track I digress so let's go to the next section Jogjakarta Kampung as communities in 1992 John Sullivan published local government and community in Java as the result of his wife as his and his of his and his wife's Norma's association over 15 years with a Kampung neighborhood in inner city Jogjakarta in that book, he traced how the state's tightening central control of local government as, rap- as rapidly as it can, matching a supportive to constructive administrative unit to each kampung communal sal- uh, unit. Within all urban residential areas, the state imposes centrally def- uh, defined administrative divisions as the true organs of stable, cohesive community. Sullivan considers the public harmony d- depicted by such urban neighborhoods to be largely a construction of these state programs rather than locally generated cooperation and solidarity. At the issue here, the neighborhood divisions of Rakuntenga, Rakunwarna, and Warga, and Rakunkampung. These, oh, let me say that again. Rakuntenga, RT, Rakunwarga, RW and Rukankampung RK. These divisions originated under the Japanese wartime administration and were adopted under post-independence governments as an effective way of governing urban populations. Each of these administrative units include a number of local uh, office holders working with an RTRW or RK head, all of whom are locally elected and none who whom are is salaried okay hold on hold on hold on on. pause pause this this is basically saying that they have locally elected positions right one for the kampung warga and denaga so like the different types of classes weird oh that's a weird and then and then they just like aren't salaried but if you're from kampung you definitely deserve to be paid 
otherwise you can be bribed this is why there's so much corruption this does not make sense post-colonialism man each of these administrative units include a number of local office holders working with an RT, RW, and RK head, all whom are locally elected and none who are salaried. Ideally, RT comprised of more, no more than 30 households and RW, 3 to 7, RT, Rakun Kampung, which are phased out in 1988, in favor of the smaller RW designed a geographically defined bounded urban area averaging 9 hectares with populations in 1987 ranging from 500 to well over 6,000. RK was authorized to assemble six tax monies, register and monitor residents and visitors to collect demographic and economic data disseminate and state disseminate state directives pr- promote government plans and policies extend local infrastructure administer social welfare services and generally help to advance national development rt and rw office holders had similar roles for their respectively smaller populations it is clear from this description that these formal bodies were created by the government for the administration of government business though their officers were and not um, civil servants but residents elected and appointed by the local rtrw and rk populations as sullivan points out it is a cost-effective way to implement state programs and maintain order but the raccoon warga nonetheless a state uh, creation designed and directed to achieve state aims its functionaries are state approved and its major functions are specified constantly regulated by the higher authorities like forebears in java japan and china it is an instrument of social control it its most basic task is to maintain civil order in areas where the mass of people reside sullivan asserts that genuine community structures exist only at the level of neighborhoodly cell while other while larger communities exist largely at the behest of the state he identifies cells and clusters of families living in close proximity and constant cooperation focused on leading fam- on a leading family. Cells are sustained predominantly by women and the central organizer is a way of is always a married woman. The relations between households within clusters seemed the closest, the most spontaneous and most neighborly in the kampung. Only relations between cell fellows did it seem one would find anything approaching the positive aspects of egalitarianism, generosity, and considerateness. Why would they say considerateness? That is so warmly identified as essential gotong royong traits. Okay, I'm going to end here um, for this episode. It's not the end of the chapter, but I'm running out of time in this episode. And so basically to just deconstruct that whole entire mouthful that I just said, what I'm hearing is that they 
created this local government structure where it was like RTRW and RK, otherwise known as three different types of the city. So I'm gonna guess Tanaga was like rich people and Warga is like middle class and Kampung is like lower class. And then there's gonna be like representatives from all three of the classes. This is some like Hunger Game shit. I'm telling you, it's weird. And this was developed post-colonial from Japan settlement in in um in Indonesia. So it's giving me like weird vibes first and foremost because its purpose is to maintain social order under the guise of social infrastructure which it's not building so fraudulent behavior um yeah so that's it i'm basically done with this episode thank you for joining me and probably was like a wild ride um this will be fun to listen back to i'm probably yelling for this whole entire episode but see ya wouldn't want to be ya in the if you're outside bye